All right. Yeah. Welcome back to another episode. How's it going? We are back. It's going fucking great. Another week. Yep. We got the great. We got the club beats in the background. Yeah, we got the club beats here in the background at 1830. Shout out for Barney Thursday. They're good. They're yes. good to us. We are here we'll every to be good Monday return. late night uh, after the comedy show, and then we transition into the live podcast show. So this is our long weekend May 2-4 show. This is yeah, uh, it is, yeah. This is also a special day. This is gonna be weird when I explain it, but today, like the real day that we're recording this, not necessarily the day that you're listening to this because I assume you're going to be listening to it like in a week or maybe two from now but today is the day that the full episodes actually launch so we're doing an episode on our own launch day this is like our birthday it's a real thing check it out uh, everywhere you listen to podcasts or most places happy launch day to us yeah for sure Uh, it's on Spotify where is it Anchor Spotify Google Podcasts I think Apple Podcasts I think yeah uh, Podbean uh, Stitcher, uh, uh, lots of mini clips on Instagram and Facebook. Follow us at D, uh, 39DD Show. Everyone will love it. It's We've fantastic. Got, yeah. I even like it. And I don't like watching myself on camera. So, yeah, it's good. yeah. I uh, I watched it and I fell asleep, and uh, that's good. Wow, that's thanks, Trev. I watched all the content. You watch podcasts and go to sleep. I, yeah, I fall asleep to all the stuff I watch. So it was in my parameters of stuff that I could fall asleep to. So that's good. Right. So this is a holiday weekend. That's like uh, a backhanded compliment to oneself. I've, I've ever heard one, honestly, right there. But ladies and gentlemen, for as far as we're so good, go, you can fall asleep to us. <laughs> no, that's important. A lot of people listen to podcasts. We're, we're, we're comfortable. Asleep. You'll want us in your bedroom. I mean, it, it, there's a lot of connotations. No, we potential. are. We're like kind it. of. A, we, like got, we got that bedroom feel. As far as announcements go, uh, driving your car, listen to our podcast, and just fall asleep. And <laughs> <off the> <laughs> oh, we can, this guy's okay. Don't fall asleep. If you're <laughs> you know what I mean? So we, yeah. you, up till now, you've learned a lot about Bob, and uh, we hoped that over time you'd learned about Lars and I as well. But you need to know that you are now listening to one of the stars of the silver screen, Lars Classington, appears oh, yeah. alongside Mark Strong and Ethan Hawke. Yeah. And I'm officially a Hollywood uh, movie man now. What? Yeah, my yeah. first my you first. You go down to the, to the real cinema and you watch a film called um, Stockholm. There you go. And you will see this motherfucker. So all y'all be aware, we're coming after you. Now, I'll let you know I'm not the lead. I've done a lot of TV stuff, but uh, <laughs> this is actually my first technical Hollywood feature speaking role. Uh, and uh, I have the, uh, I, oddly enough, I was left out of the poster, so I got to figure that out. But because uh, uh, clearly reporter number one belongs on the poster, right? They ask all the big questions. Yes. I asked, clearly. I was getting to the bottom of it. They're, <laughs> yeah. they're planning a spinoff. Uh, that, that's a good way of describing it. He was getting to the bottom of it, or, or starting there. <laughs> yeah, I said things like, uh, uh, 
on the hostages, have they been harmed? I said things like that. On <laughs> uh, <laughs> the hostages, can you confirm their identities? <laughs> Who's in the bank? Yeah. And, and we've had we've had the Lars One Man Show version right here. This is yeah. super fun. It's actually a really fun movie. Who needs Hollywood stars anymore? Ethan Hawke's great. So yeah, thank you for the uh, shout out. Man, um, yes, we have to laud our our uh, victories here because mm -hmm. that's what it's all about. It's because uh, we talk about the uh, the highs and the lows. That's right. So. That's that's how you survive this shit. So it's good to know that everyone's doing a little bit better than we worked with Dave you know, last week or day before. I feel like we're fucking killing it. Well, I mean, we I launched our own podcast. Come on, how, I, how much better I, can I, you be doing? Podcast day, right? I myself I, am uh, going out to the wonderful West Coast, Canada, uh, on Wednesday to uh, be a Chapman's ice cream spokesperson once again. Not just a Chapman's ice cream spokesperson. He's like Mr. Chapman's right here. Mr. Ice Cream. Yeah, yeah I've accidentally fallen into the niche of stoner ice cream guy. So. You've got stoner ice cream guys covered with all your Chap Chapman's ad, and I've got stoner pizza lovers with oh, my uh, little today. Caesars ads. I saw, saw it, it twice. <laughs> And I was like, there is. And it's yeah. actually it's actually funnier the more you watch it. Yeah, because it's me. You know, you know it's well, me. Well, no, but even like your delivery. I'm like, because like you may watch it and then second guess yourself. But I'm like, I wouldn't change a thing. Right. It's good. Well, it's good. good thing, because I can't. I yeah. can't change it now. It's out there. Yeah, they call that carving in time. It's a stuffed crust Little Caesars uh, ad. Yeah. Yeah. Are you playing with the little guy with the spear? <laughs> what? Isn't that, isn't that? Oh, the, Caesar a two brute. Yes. <laughs> I guess he's not playing the little guy with the spear then. Right. So. Sorry, it just flew over my head. Sometimes your references and things like that are too smart for so me. So tonight we're, oh, you need an outlet? It's just down at the bottom of that silver pole there. So tonight our audience, uh, we uh, usually we're working with a turnaround camera. We're going to try it, uh, but I don't think we're going to try it tonight. We didn't want to intimidate our audience. Uh, we couldn't get all of the waivers uh, signed mm. uh, for the signing off their lookalikeness. So we just... We do have the microphone, though, right? We got the mic for the audience. So I found out something. Sure, we sure, we're right we're not going to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, I found out this weekend, I heard a radio DJ talk about, they did a survey. I don't know how they actually broke it down, but they did a survey to determine the drunkest countries in the world. And, yeah, I've uh, heard these surveys before. What do you? What would you guess that uh, Canada came in a global oh. ranking? I'd say like 18. Fourth, sixth. Third. What? Yeah. We that came third. Me. Give it up to Canada. Now You fucking drunken disorderlies out there. That's you. I didn't read the um, the actual like criteria or how they were measuring or to what the questions people were asked, but we were third behind guess what two countries. What's that one uh, near Russia, like Mold No, it's like Moldova or something. No, yeah. not not Germany. Not Moldova. Russia. No. Ireland, for sure. No, I thought I th I would have thought Ireland. Mexico? Not Mexico. Nope. Are we just going to name every country? Yeah, we're going to keep world? naming countries. Name, if you're listening to this right now, phone in right now. Yeah, we, I need phone a friend. Phone in right now. You want me to tell you? Australia. No. You want to know? UK and then United States. And then we were third. Yeah, apparently. So the measure that they use, I don't know. I don't know what they define drunk, but... The the number that they, the the number that they said no we we we, we this is official radio survey shit right. See, here. I think it's a standard issue, right? That's all it is. The standard issue, like, for example, what he was actually saying, yeah, that they've been to Eastern Russia or like Eastern Europe because you know there are a lot of places there where like, the police are drunker than the tourists. You know what I mean? So right. if you're like really outrageous and you think, wow, I'm so super drunk, you walk in anywhere and the baker's like, what the? 
the fuck do you want in here? Why are you in store? It's well, like, and like, you know? It's like they're drunk, but they're not, like, like obliterated. Like, you know? like they Or can if they are, no one cares. Or they can just handle like, them Like, Gustav is asleep in street again. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like no one talks. Like, yeah, big deal. Right. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. And his secretary's just walking by. She's like, ah, fuck, I'm going to get pissed. Fuck this. So guess how many days a year Canadians report to be drunk. That that was the the measure. Days a year. Days, days a year. How many how many days a year are Canadians so that, drunk? So that averages out to two ninety six. So you're saying six out of seven days Canadians are drunk. Okay. No, well, Canadian, what would you call drunk? Maybe six beers, that. eight beers. I don't know. What's See, now, drunk? Now we have to do the. That's the all relative analogy. again. We had the, we had the discussion about that already. So we Not don't really know what the number though. was, but. The, the number's irrelevant, but it's people reported being drunk. Reported 47 so It doesn't matter if you're one of those guys who drinks 10 beers, one of those guys who drinks 200 beers. If you reported being drunk, let's say, yeah, I would say you average what, probably three or four times a week. But it's what is 47 drunk? is what? Is that your average? Three to four times per week drunk? No, that's what I would say people's average but, would be. But what is drunk, though, right? Because there's drinking. Again, when they we were reported being drunk, they said themselves they were drunk. Right. Yeah, but I don't know So having a couple, So sometimes. having a couple drinks is not the same. Like, you go out and like, have a couple would, beers. You get home and you're like, I wasn't drunk. Someone's like, dude. <laughs> you're fucking. If you did stupid down. shit, you were drunk. Yeah, I was drunk last night. I know that for sure. <laughs> I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you don't remember, you were drunk. So f- the number is four. Or, or you had like a stroke. And either way, you know, I don't know what happened last night. Am I still slurring my words? Am I drunk? Or? No. It was it was it was, f- it was brain drama. It was forty seven. That's the number that Canadians report. Forty seven days, days a year. What's so just ma- like all the math week. people once a week? Basically, yeah. that's pretty. Yeah, yeah everyone pretty like has their has their Friday or Saturday night rip. Um, unless you're like us and you don't do nine to five and you're ripping on a Tuesday, <laughs> and then and then you see everybody ripping on Friday and you're like, oh, I, I play Dungeons and Dragons play Tuesday too. night, ladies and gentlemen. Tuesday night. Yeah, do you I get drunk? I, I usually rip on a Sometimes. Wednesday. Usually not, but sometimes. Pardon? I usually go uh, like Wednesday's a good go out day. Yeah, like I throw axes on Wednesdays, or I'm, I I do. This most is good. Of the time, yeah. Do you get good. drunk when you throw axes? I, I well, I don't get drunk, but I have a few beers. Fuck yeah! Have it's not ever, one of those places I go and just get like ridiculously hosed. Have yeah, you ever have you ever gotten hit ridiculously? Really hosed throwing axes? Yeah, we went to this one of these. It's special. They had a special function. It was like uh, me and the ex-wife went to this. It was like the um, I can't remember what they call it. It's like the the prom or some special event. So we went and had dinner and drank and then threw a bunch of these weird events, right? And, uh, yeah, I was drinking all afternoon, you know, barbecuing into the evening and then had to throw a bunch of events. And I was pretty liquored up throwing axes. And the guy was like, the judge, the, you know, the coach standing by was like, uh, yeah, right over there. And I'm like, I can do this. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't have an axe right now, sir. It's <laughs> <laughs> <was> like, woo! <laughs> and he's just like. Yeah, I was close to that, yeah. Yeah, I was close to that. The ex-wife was like, you were pretty enthusiastic. And I was like, yeah, I was, yeah, I was pretty enthusiastic. All right, sure. <laughs> Full of life. You, uh, before we started rolling. But I didn't throw that bad. So, you know, it's okay. The guys on my team were like, it's okay. He's hitting the target and he hasn't hit anyone else. It's pretty good. And I, yeah. <laughs> right. Performance enhancement. Before we started rolling tonight, you uh, said something. Uh, one of our audience members is in a cast today, and you remarked that and then stated that you have broken every knuckle in both hands. Yeah, every, every, <laughs> every finger, every knuckle in both hands. Hmm, I wonder how he did that. It's actually by punching stupid shit. (laughs) People don't break your knuckles as easily. Yeah. But like punching walls walls or like being being angry and trying not to hit someone has done more damage to me than all the times I actually hit people. Wow. Preach? Did you say preach? Yeah. Huh, that's amazing. Yeah, you're probably right. How 
Yeah. Usually, usually yeah. if you don't hurt other people, you're going to end up hurting yourself. Kareem, our videographer and editor from Cypher Picks here. Show that finger. Um, do you want to oh. show it on camera? Switch around here. Switch around to the wide and just, like, put it in here. Find it. Let's see. Oh, crooked finger Kareem. There it is. Get it in there. Oh, look at that. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That's genuine. That's genuine. That's how you break your hands. Is that, so is that how you broke yours? You knocked, uh, you punched the wall instead of punching somebody. That's probably if you're just only listening to to this right now. That was probably a little weird segment where you had to listen to seeing Kareem's finger. But um, if you are listening, I'm gonna reward you. Well, by two thirds of the way down the first metadactyl, it's bent. And it's bent at like a you know eleven degree angle, so it doesn't sit normally. So now, like you if you couldn't see it yourself, you can now look it up and you can see pictures of it. I'm sure. But give them the sound of your knuckles, Bob. This okay. is amazing. Get ready. Both hands. Do keep doing and it. And again, just because they're all busted up. Keep doing it. Yeah. Ah uh, ah. Uh, yep. That's gross, guys. Yeah. Sure. All broken fingers, eh? I can do this. Okay. All right. And we're back, ladies and, and gentlemen. Here we so, are. <laughs> the crack affair. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I was away for the week. Um, small town living. Just keeping, yeah. keeping cool. You were hitting the cottage? No, I was at a girlfriend's place. She lives in, uh, Bob Cajun. in King Garden. King Garden. King yeah. Bob Cajun, yeah. That's right, Bob Cajun. That's Everybody lives in Bob Cajun. It's yeah. not Toronto. It's just, hey, it's in Bob Cajun. Yeah, I went out of Toronto. Bob Cajun. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there is nowhere else. It's like, it's like a bubble, and the rest of the universe is Bob Cajun, right? Like King Garden's, uh, it's beautiful. They still yeah. have, uh, like, Quakers and Mennonites, people that uh, drive around. And, and they have uh, King Garden's there, too. And horse and buggy. What? Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. I know I'm right. Yeah. Did you see any? Did you see any horses and buggies? I have actually taken the bus up there because they occasionally ride the bus to and from Toronto. It's kind of strange. <laughs> like, no, it's really strange. They have the rules. It's, yeah, yeah. But, like I'm in Toronto. I'm looking at you know, there's a woman standing there, and she's like, she's dressed like a hundred years ago. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, that's kind of interesting. And I'm like, whatever. I didn't think anything about it. And we're on the bus together for like, a while. Damn then actors. Then it stops just at what well, I was thinking. I didn't, you know. There's a time traveler. Yeah, it's just whatever. No big deal. And we get somewhere out in the middle of nowhere, and I look in front of the bus, and there's this wagon and. And horse like sitting next to the road and she gets off the bus and I was like fucking A, Mennonites, right right, those are, that, that's a thing I think it's like that's they're allowed thing. to be in a vehicle on like a Friday as long as they're wearing black or something or they got these weird kind of like modernized rules well I don't think the bus counts, they can't, they can't you know own a bus, but I think they can ride on one. Right. And it's probably for something necessary, like they're probably being forced to like go there and renew a thing or like get a passport or something. Go to like a doctor? Just, right, or go to a doctor. Uh, this girl I work with, uh, she's listening, hello Allison Penner. Uh, she's a... Uh, you think she's listening. She, she'd be great if you were, because that would make her She better be. Up. Allison, if you're not listening to this right now, fuck She you. was saying that she was a Mennonite uh, and she's moved to the city now. She's like, uh, she grew up that way and now she's like... Like an ex-Mennonite? Essentially. So like she's because they don't they're usually not pretty fond of you if you like leave. Yeah, That's well I think yeah, she like has leaves you go back, like you know, yeah. pull up in your new car and be like, Hey guys, I'm really sorry I left. Like things are a bit different for me now. They're like mm. You're like a bird that's been touched. Check by a out human. my iPad. Yeah. <laughs> it has all of the world's information on it. <laughs> Check out your one way ticket to Satan, you know, from that, you know, back from over the fence and you're not allowed in anymore. That would be like, kinda fun though, getting a crash course on society. Like you're twelve and you just get like everything handed to you. Fun. 
legit be like time traveling to the future yeah. and all of a sudden you have like access to all the future. I think this is a good movie. That instead would be of shitty. X, instead of X-Men. That would be shitty. So it's I don't think you thought that instead through. Of, instead of X-Men, it's X-Menonites. X. <laughs> and their superpower is to be able to do things without electricity. <laughs> like churn butter. Yeah, what's your superpower? The butter churner. <laughs> Barn yeah. raising. Yeah, that's right. This is great. We're on to something. I'm Trevor's taking notes. This is also a production right. meeting, by the it's way. the only thing I've written down for the whole show. <laughs> X-Men and Knights churning butter. Okay. Should we uh, get into the crazy never fucked butter. up show I've here? Never Should we buckle up? Well, uh, <laughs> Do we have any general topics to uh, discuss leading in? Uh, let's see. Oh, shout out to uh, CBC Sh- Gem Show... The ninth. Oh yeah, the ninth. It's fucking hilarious. That is some Canadian our, content. Our that buddies just released. Of. Yeah, it's like um, I don't know. It's like The Office or Community or um, Parks and Rec, but around a baseball slow pitch team. It's great. Every episode nice. they start blow with the up. last out of the bottom of the ninth, and it's then something will happen on that play that would then be the theme of the episode. So it's called it called like the catch, and then it's about like them all trying to hook up with each other or something during the episode. In that, right, right, right. In that thing, they make a big catch. Baseball metaphors. Metaphors. Yeah. And they have a great discussion on what first, second, and third base is. And there's like five or six people who weigh in. Like, no, 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 no. It's like above the shirt, but like below the pants. It's like, no, no, no. Like, like it's, it's only if like whatever. Like, uh, it's good. It's relevant. It's funny. It's witty. Nice. Way to go, CBC. We want to be on your podcast series. Anyway. Nice. Way to be subtle about the pitch. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening. Uh, We love you. For sure. No, they're great. And our buddy Benjamin Blaze was hilarious in it. The whole cast and crew was fucking great. Kudos. Yeah. Um, Well, basically, um, we're we're on the long weekend, so I don't know if you uh, have anything themed over that. Nope. Nope. Moving on. <laughs> I'm just going to flip through my notes to make it look like I'm doing well, something. I, tell oh, us hello. a fucking story. All right. Some fucking volume there. Thanks, right. Kareem. I, I will tell you a story then. So today's theme I'm going to dedicate to cooking sherry um, with an ad lib to Friday night because Friday night is a good night for fight night. And cooking sherry is the lube that makes fight night slippery. Um, so one of the things about being a broke punk rocker in this town is that what you drink becomes less predicated on taste than cheapness. So, <laughs> you know, <coughs> the tall cans of facts <laughs> when oh, facts was still like man. when facts was still like nine percent. Yeah. I don't know anyone else who bought that shit by the case. Oh. We but we used to buy cases of facts ten and oh and the stuff it it, it I don't know. It tastes like someone took a shit in a can and then just blended it up. And was decided, it, oh, was it that orange it label? It's Danish. It's, it's yeah. no. The fa- fax ten. Fax ten was black. Now black. I see why you yeah, don't give fax, a fuck. Yeah, fax. Fax is orange, but fax ten was a black label. They still oh, okay. sell it, but now it's a lot more expensive. It used to be like, like a buck fifty a can. If you bought the case, it was even cheaper. It tastes like if you mix beer with motor oil. That's that's yeah a, that's cheaper. Good, you wanted to get yeah. cheap beer cheaper. But you it gets f- you, you ruthless. Fucked up fast. <laughs> exactly. When you want to get cheap, you're Does cheaper. Does the 10 refer to 10% or what is yes. it? Oh, God. It's awful. So it's, it's basically malt liquor. It's awful malt Wait, liquor. Have you, have you experienced? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Right, so so you, you start Friday night off by, by getting a case of Fax 10 and a couple of bottles of cooking sherry. Because the bottles are like cooking sherry. Again, it's like 8 bucks. It's, it's 14%. 
I mean, it's like cheap wine, but strong wine. It's really cheap, strong wine. It's really cheap because you can buy like a twenty sixer for like. Are there like know? varying degrees of this? Uh, not really. Like, you're just are like, you like, oh, am I getting this one today or that one? Like, no, it doesn't no, matter. No, not really. It didn't matter. It, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's cooking sherry, right? It's not meant to be drank straight. It's meant to be used as like a cooking reagent. So, so what did you cook? Ourselves. <laughs> Our <laughs> brains. Yeah. yeah. So you, you drink as many of these facts, 10 as you can, slug back all these you know, bottles of cooking sherry, and then go to the local slop holes downtown for you know, $10 pitchers. Because that, mm. that was the ticket Friday night. We could all, like, bum enough change together and from our shitty jobs or whatever. We usually had, like, between us, like, you know, 60 bucks in cash. Nice. So after you spend, like, you know, $30 in the afternoon on beer and, like, cheap liquor, you still got 30 bucks with just three fucking pitchers. And that's an evening watching, like, a shitty punk show and having a good night. You know what I mean? So we'd all, like, trudge onto the streetcar and fucking roll downtown. Already way too lit. And not in a good way. Because cooking sherry and, and, and 10% malt liquor beer is a sloppy, sloppy, sloppy drunk. It's not a refined... Yeah. No, the cooking sherry is very sweet. And malt liquor is inherently just going to make you a drunken asshole. That's just the nature of it. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know, I don't know if anyone understands why the 40 is so prominently represented in, like, violent music of all kinds. The reason for that is that drinking 40s, which is malt liquor, is basically, like, becoming an asshole one sip at a time. Like, that's just the way it goes. That should right. be the name of it. And so yeah. I want to start a beer, a malt beer company that's just called Drunken Asshole. That's right. <laughs> you guys want a case of Drunken Asshole? <laughs> Here, sip it back. What's oh, his Pitches a Drunken Asshole. Guaranteed to work. The fuck? What the fuck is that guy's problem? Oh, he's been drinking Drunken Asshole. I think right? he might just be a Drunken Asshole fan. Oh, I drink that shit too. Oh. I think that would legit sell. Sophie? What? Are you, yeah, what? Come on. If you at least if you saw a guy drinking drunken asshole, you'd know to avoid him at a party, right? It's true. He's a fucking drunken it would, asshole. It would be good. Yeah, the table with three so. pictures of drunken asshole on it is not the table <laughs> you go and hang out with. You're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Where to those people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. So this story is kind of a vignette about malt liquor and and, and cooking sherry. Are are you are you eating your hair over there? <laughs> I'm listening to your story. <laughs> I, I want to hear it. <laughs> Trevor's <laughs> having an interesting day today. Yeah. He's almost as interesting as the story being told here. Bob took one look at me and he knew. Yeah, I knew. I had to chuckle. I was like, oh, yeah. He's calling this one in from Fairyland tonight. Yeah. Sorry, fans. No, no. That's all right. Congrats on uh, being cast as the new Batman as well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Shout out Robert Pattinson here. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> you are a vampire, right? <laughs> okay. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> All right, so now that we've established who's, who's a vampire and who's not, I guess I'll carry on. So we used to drink at this place called the, uh, the Q Pub. It was at Bathurst and Queen. It's, it's long closed. It turned into a place called Coda, and then it turned into some other stuff. It's this weird little spot on the corner. What was it but called? It was called the Q Bar at the time. Q Bar. And it was owned by this adorable little Asian couple. And uh, they, used to, they basically used to sell really cheap liquor to really drunk assholes all the time. Like, that was their life. And I really honestly pity the fact that that was the clientele they got. But they had a little stage in the back. And the stage was one of these stages were literally the bathroom. You had to climb up onto the stage and walk across the stage to go to the bathroom. So if you're playing a show, there's sort of a constant stream of people walking <laughs> through your set, like, to the washrooms. Yeah, it's you know a perfect what I mean? setup. Yeah, it was just, just fantastic, right? Um, but I remember one night, 
we were, we were watching the show, and I was in a particularly drunken asshole kind of mood. And the band that was playing, I just thought they were terrible. But the guy really sucked. His voice was shitty, and he was just not very good. And we'd all, we were all playing in bands at the same time, too, so we thought we knew something about that. You know what I mean? Like music critics of the punk scene, which is kind of an oxymoron when you think about it. Like, a bunch of guys who don't really have a whole lot of professional musical talent, like, judging each other on musical talent, like, really violently and harshly. So anyway, this guy was on stage, and I walked up to the front of the stage. It was literally just, like, you know, a little bit of a rise. So I'm, you know, as tall as he is up on stage, and I'm like, you suck. And he's like, fuck you. I just grabbed the microphone and just took it from the fucking mic stand and just walked away with it. I was like, yeah, I suck. Fuck you. Show's over. And just went and sat down with the mic. And that precipitated a pretty large brawl. Because apparently a lot of people there were actually there because they liked this dude and his friend. And I had friends. Which, you know, turned into like something. I didn't, I didn't think he had friends. I'm like, you suck. Like, everything's, you're, you're terrible. You can't possibly have friends. You're bad at punk rock. Like, psh. Did you think the crowd was going to be with you? Like, everyone was like, yeah, he's right, that guy's right, fuck this guy. (laughs) I think I just kind of wrote them off entirely. I was like, man, just a crowd of people, fuck (laughs) them. And, like, my buddies knew right away. It was like, you know, six out of my friends sitting in the front. They're like, yep, Bob just started the first fight of Friday night. Like, that's how that one goes. And I'm walking back with the microphone in my shirt pocket. Sure enough, bottle goes flying past my head from behind. I was like, oh, yeah. It's on like Donkey Kong. It's on. I turn around and just start swinging. Anyone that's moving, it's like, yep. Let's just, I just started waiting. Just waited into the crowd. I'm like, all right, fuck yeah, it's fight night. Woo! <laughs> Go berserker. Yeah. Like battle royale, right? Yeah, with the microphone in my pocket, so all your <laughs> being amplified through the speakers, and you can hear this. You can, and at the top of her lungs, you hear this little Asian woman screaming, "No fighting! No fighting! No fighting!" And the thing is, she used to scream that every time. Every time we fought. And then we'd walk in. The very first thing she'd say to us, not, hey, how's it going? It's no fighting. Like, we'd walk in. She'd be like, no fighting. And it became more of a plea. It became more no of a plea. Fighting. Until eventually it really was. Yeah, it really was like, no fighting. No fighting. No fighting. Why you fight? You know? Because every fucking time we're in this place. Every time. So, I mean, we got a, it was massive brawl. You know, people got thrown outside. We fought in the street for like 20 minutes. The cops show up. Of course, because it's Queen and Bathurst. And so the cruiser rolls up, and the cruiser's like, what's going on? And all these fucking drunken kids are standing around. Everyone's bloody. And everyone's like, nothing. (laughs) You know, because the stone wall, right? You think that's going to actually work, that the cops are going to be like, oh, of course, nothing must have happened, right? You know what I mean? Everyone's like, seriously, teeth missing, people laying on the sidewalk, leaning on each other, all like, you know, punched up and fucking wasted. Some guy's puking on the side of the building. It's like, (laughs) what happened here? I'm like, oh, I don't know, so I just got here. And, you know, it's like you're covered in some other, somebody other, some other guy's blood. And you're like, uh, huh. You have a beer bottle coming out of your face. That's uh, part of my outfit. Just part of my outfit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's my tra- hipster. It's my traveling gear. It's my monocle. <laughs> yeah. So how did they break those those debauchers fallouts down? Like They didn't. They'd be like, everyone fuck off, go home. Like, mm-hmm. just leave. And then the lady'd be like, do you pay your tab? Pay your tab. We'd be like, oh, I'm sorry, the cops said we have to go. Like, mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, hit you, we'll hit you next time. And we did, actually. It was one of the few places we actually paid our tags. We went there every weekend. Right. So you actually go back. You, you so go we'd back. walk in, and she'd be like, no money, no beer. And I'd be, like, I'd be like, no fighting. And she'd be like, no beer. And I'd be like, money. And she'd be like, beer. And then, of course, it was, it was a great relationship. Wow. Just money, fighting, and beer. And they just all yep, follow those, each That was other. the three brands of communication. No fighting, no money, no beer, no fighting. And there was another night, same bar, same Friday night situation. I was sitting at the table, very similar to these, actually. They weren't um, marble top, but they were like this ugly faux formica, like, but looked 
like you know faux stone, just plywood on them. And some dude came over to our table and spilled a pitcher of beer on my lap, sort of on purpose because he was angry at me for I don't know what. Who knows? It could have been any number of things. That's the problem. I'm not saying it wasn't necessarily justified. I might have been a total asshole to this guy at some point. I have no idea, to be honest with you. It could have been that guy. It could have been that guy. No, I don't think so. But anyway, he spilled the picture of beer on me. He was like, yeah. So now, stupid he's like, now what, giant guy? I've heard you pretty tough. And I was like, <laughs> who are these people? And my friends, my friends are sitting on either side. They're sort of looking at this guy like, <laughs> you have absolutely no idea what you're getting into here. He's like laughing. He thinks this is funny. You're going to get killed. And I'm like, this is great. So I stood up and I got about halfway up. Then I just reached up and grabbed the back of his head. And instead of standing all the way up, I just sat right back down and pulled his head down with me as hard as I could, right under the corner of the table like this. And I broke the corner off the square table with his head, just bang! And all you hear is, no fighting! No fighting! And the guys on the floor going, and I'm like, "Um, he needs to get a pitcher of beer. And she's like, no fighting. I'm like, he's not fighting. He's not fighting. Just put it on his tab and bring it to the table. I'll make sure he comes around and pays for it. You know, it's all good. And his friends are standing there going, like jaws dropped. And I'm like, so does anyone else want to spill a beer on me and get into a fight tonight? Because, hey, it's Friday and it's still early. And they're like, no. She's like, no fighting. And the beer arrives. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. And she's like, on his tab. I'm like, on his tab. And she looks at the guy, looks at me, looks at the broken table, looks at the guy. And goes, fine. And takes off. Sure enough, she put it on his tab. Like she was like, "Yep, my beer for you. You got knocked out on the floor, <laughs> and you're paying for the drinks." Cooking sherry. That was a fantastic place. They never cleaned the beer lines, and you could tell because you could not drink more than a pitcher and a half straight, no matter what. Like even if you were stone sober, and like normally you could chug back two or three pitchers. If you got to the pitcher and a half mark straight in that beer, you would throw up due to like fungus content. <laughs> Guaranteed, like the line, it was terrible. It had this like tangy flavor to it, almost like heavy metals. Like you knew these like old beer lines just never got serviced. But I know this because you try periodically to chug the last of the pitcher before you left at the end of the night. And it didn't matter who you were. If you chugged two or three pints of that right back quick, you were outside throwing up no matter what you were doing. (laughs) So we drank that beer all night long, but you couldn't drink it in a certain way. Like you couldn't just like guzzle it back. You simply couldn't do it. Yeah, you gotta sip on it all night. Just I bet I sip. could do it. <laughs> you know what's funny? I actually think these punk rock squats, these weird little bars like this, are disappearing from the. I was gonna ask you where where are they at now? From like, the from the social makeup, I don't know particularly where they are, and I think that's because the culture's changed so much. I mean, that the hideout's still kind of like that. Well, I guess it is and it isn't. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. I remember the hideout when it was on Queen Street, and it was a lot what's smaller. On Dundas now. It's on College at, oh, uh, okay. at Spadina. Yeah, then I remember it maybe on Queen as well then. I remember on Queen near Palmerston. Yeah, okay. And it was, it was like very, it was much smaller, it was very different. And it was a bit more of a den. Yeah. Yeah. I used to actually play shows there way yeah, back yeah. in the day. Yeah, okay, so, I mean, yeah. Like, I remember that spot. Yeah. So it's very different. Very, very different. Now, I mean, now it's like a nightclub. You go in there, it's like a nightclub. It's, like, it's one huge open room with like the, the bar ship along one side, a couple tables in the back. You know what I mean? It really is, it's not the same at all. Uh, there's that spot uh, in Kensington Market. My buddy, uh, he, uh, yeah. Well, Kensington Market's a holdover. I can't remember all the names of them. There are a number of little spots in there that are still kind of, and always will be somewhat punky, but I think it's because that's basically like the last epicenter yeah. of that you know, cultural epoch that exists in Toronto. Like, it's not really prevalent anymore. Whereas when I, you know, when I was a teenager and in, in my 20s, early 20s, it was pretty popular still. 
I mean, that was also due mostly in part to like three different venues, you know. I mean, you have to have to recognize that that the uh, the Big Bop, the Cathedral, those were the same building right there at Queen, the Reverb, right there at Queen uh, and Bathurst. Reverb. That whole big purple monstrosity on the corner there. Right. They booked more five dollar punk nights than pretty much anywhere else in the city, and that was a huge, huge contributing factor to there being a downtown Queen West punk scene. And then a bunch of the little shitty bars like Michael's and Q Bar and, what is it, Drink Coffee Barbecue. It's, yeah, another one of these places, like the English translation of whatever it's like, you know, <laughs> name is supposed to be is just like Drink Coffee Barbecue. And it's Super it, fun time. And you walk in and there's, <laughs> it, there's no coffee or barbecue, but there's definitely cheap beer in a pool table. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, so whatever. But all those little bars where beer was cheap became little punk havens, right? You'd find, you know, Skid Row punks in there uh, traveling in the summer, basically camping up their giant knapsacks, like, in front of these little bars waiting for them to open. Stuff like mm. that. Do they serve cold tea? Was I with you? When the uh, f- I got, I got um, introduced to the whole cold tea thing. You know what that is? Oh, yeah. Cold tea was a fucking phenomenon. Yeah. You could, I mean, you could go anywhere in, little, in Chinatown or in Little Chinatown, it's over by Broadview. And late yeah. night, go to a Chinese food restaurant and order cold tea. And they first they look at you and be like, "Oh no, you want like you want like tea?" And you're like, "No, no, I want like, like Budweiser clink, in a fucking clink, tea kettle." Clink. And they'd be like, "Okay, yes." And they <laughs> come back a few wink, minutes. Wink. Slap, come come slap. back a few minutes later with a couple of tea kettles with you know beer foam coming out the nozzles, and you're like, "Yes." <laughs> well, cause think about it. How do you pour a fucking tea kettle of beer? You ever tried that shit? I never have. <laughs> I guarantee you the nozzle thing is going to, you know, I'm trying to get an even head on your pint is one thing. Imagine pouring, getting an even head in your tea kettle. Uh, so. And then you just see people like, fuck, those people really fucking love tea. They like tea. They've had like, yeah, they've had like six pots of tea at five <laughs> in the morning. That's amazing. <laughs> buying pots of tea. It was pretty novel, actually. It was pretty yeah. fun. Just I like loved serving. it. I actually have a tea pot at home. I should just do that next time. To serve Before beer out tea. of your teapot? Yeah, it feels it's classy. It felt right. great to me. Very unusual. And the yeah, that was, was definitely a Toronto phenom for sure. I remember that. I remember that was one of the first places we we actually drank after hours. Was definitely that because you'd be out all night and you'd be partying and you'd be like, "Oh, let's get fucking Chinese food." And somebody like, "We should go to Cold Tea." And the first time you heard that, you're like, "What? Why? That's exactly what I did. I was like, "Why cold the fuck? Tea? Why the fuck should I go get cold tea? Yeah, it's like five like, in the morning. That sounds want, like the you know, worst. Want, it sounds terrible." And they're like, "No, no, no, come with me." I'll show you. And the Chinese place you go to is one of those ones like you know. Just slightly run down. I mean, like little. it's still good. It's clean. It's obviously it's like decent, bright, but yeah. it's but it's still no paper signs and the whole deal. It comes up. Oh yeah, cold tea, please. And you know, it, it's such a cheesy thing too when you think about it. But it was such a it was such a a stressful moment. Like oh yeah, I got to order this cold tea now. I don't know what she's gonna say? Yeah. Like no. Huh. We don't want your business, but you ha- but you have to agree to pretend that it's hot. Like so, you're like, ooh, how? you got to pretend that it's tea. Like you can't just like. No, actually, I've never had that experience. Like, like once, I think once the once the entendre of going through the dance was over. Like once you're like, no, I just want fucking Budweiser in a teacup. Like the pretense was gone. Like the teapots would just keep coming, and you'd just be sitting there like shooting back tea, and like yeah. the couple sitting next to you is like, oh, eating a dim sum. Looking at you, just like, it's <laughs> like pour another teacup and just go right just back down the hole in. again, you know? The one that you took me to, they would like, you. there was almost like a rule, like I don't even know if it was spoken, but it was like you have to drink it fast because just in case like somebody came in, they don't want us to be like, you can't be caught with a thing full of 
of uh, of beer, but then we would just keep ordering more and more. So you're like, <laughs> yeah, 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 like oh, they they'd walk by and be like, oh, you got to finish up, drink up, drink up, drink. They up. would and get, then, they would come and, yeah. and pour it out in your in your glass if your glass wasn't full. Right. So there's like no evidence. <laughs> oh yeah, and like we went that's with excellent three kettles real quick. It was great. Yeah, yeah. it was very smart. That's yeah. excellent. Good for, good for that. Is that just a Toronto thing? Do we know? Do we know? I like, do not know, but Vancouver, that's definitely a question for the internet. So people should states. Never heard of Washington D.C. native. Never yeah. heard of it. Um, you know, also it'd have to be a place that had like a little Chinatown. I would think for that to be a thing. Yeah, like so you're not just like going to go in Francisco you know, yeah. or something like that. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, but you're not just gonna like go into Mandarin and be like and be like, hey, uh, you get some cold tea, like, so so the bar's over there, (laughs) and it's nine a.m. You're a fucking degenerate, okay? Like, don't try it at the mall food court, Manchu (laughs) walk. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. You got any cold tea? He's like, what? Yeah, I got I got Nest tea. I got no, no, no. Seriously, like, Uh, I'm fourteen years old, sir. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't get that in my training brochure. Uh, Yeah, I need an adult. Captain The Simpsons. But it, that's why it's so funny because it's like you have to, we have to be like sneaky to drink late, you know? It's like, it's bizarre when other cities, they're just people that are going to a bar and ordering legally. Right. It's like know? partial prohibition. Like, you can only do. Well, we have kind of bizarre and strange, almost draconian alcohol laws. Well, and I think because, like. Now, hang on, though. As a side note to that, I don't believe that our last call should be later. I know that sounds really weird, but I don't. And one of the reasons I believe that is I think that, yes, Canada might be a really drunk country, but we have a really immature drinking culture. Yeah. It really is the go to the bar, get fucking hosed from like 7 o'clock to like 2 o'clock, which you get fucked, woo! <laughs> and then these people are just a mess. And if you give them till 4, it's not like they go out any later and be like, oh, maybe I should have some restraint and go for 11 and then have a good drink. No, they go out at 7 again, they get fucked till 2, they're like, I still two hours, you fucked up more, woo! And then at 5 o'clock in the morning, you have even worse Drunken assholes staggering around. But don't you think they'd learn from that and no. eventually they would normalize? No. At one point in time, I thought so, maybe. Or that they burn out. But I've changed my mind over the years. I have. I've changed my mind on that on that premise. I used to think that people could, that drinking culture would improve in that fashion, but it won't. Something else has to change first. It's actually more important. It's drinking in public spaces. Huh. That has to change first. When people have a better respect for being drunk around other people, then... The last call issue. You you can open those. It's okay. I'm watching you like <laughs> just like, desperately pull at them. Whatever, it's fine. You'll be like, fine. Like I don't know if she can do it. Our audience member is trying to open a snack or chips, and she's uh, she's, she's this, having difficulty. She is it this, crispers? What is it? She's got this new it's cat uh, treats. cast. Uh, it's cat uh, treats. Now that this is a part of the episode, you have to give us a few of whatever <laughs> it is. Yeah, everyone has to whip out their knives. You're listening to us open with a knife some snacks. Both of our sound techs just whipped out knives way too casually and quickly. So, just seeing What do we got here? You, yeah, you do. What do we got? Gummy bears. Wow. Whoa, They're not special expensive. gummies, are they? I hope not. Cause that's a lot of <laughs> Imagine. Oh, fuck. All right. At the end of this episode, me and Lars will be asleep in the back corner. We'll <laughs> so, are you going to pick up on yeah. that, or are you going to go somewhere no, else? No, I was going to go somewhere else, but okay. what were you going to say? Well, I was saying, you think that we should be allowed to be walking around having drinks, and it's all dandy? I think we should adjust slowly to that. I think it's actually a good idea. A lot of people drink in parks. Um, same place to let them smoke. Like by barbecue pits or at any you know park benches, that kind of thing. That's two major effects. One, it helps to decriminalize homeless people who are doing it anyway. Mm, interesting. And that's useful. 
sparse police resources and shit for things that actually matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, and two, if people become culturally acceptable with seeing alcohol around and having alcohol present in their sort of daily routine, then the shock value and the being publicly intoxicated value disappears. Like we're talking about Eastern Europe, like, oh, right. you know, Slavic's asleep in the road again, you know? You get used to the concept that people are drunk. Or just, not, or just drinking. But yes, but that not everybody is a drunk. Right, right, right. And that's the point. Yeah, when I toured through Europe, I saw it through countless nations. Not just like one culture, like no. over and over. People like out just, you know, yeah. Just, and and, and the, the city wasn't burning. It's not like nobody went to work in the morning. Like No, and that's, the, that's what I mean when I say the, the maturity of a drinking culture. Yeah. A lot of places in Europe, they have, you know, 900 years <laughs> of drinking culture. Right? This country's barely like... What, two hundred years old? Two, two, fifty. Yeah. Oh yeah, we just did the one hundred and fifty. That's right. Yeah, I heard the Vikings were the first to invent beer pong. <laughs> Way back in the day. Yeah, only only you're throwing severed heads into buckets. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. That was Viking beer. Olaf, finish the pint. Oh, <laughs> I'll throw the head. Throwing them from from one ship to the other, across the Flaming. water. Yeah, on fire. Flaming heads. Uh, on that note, uh, I think we probably got to uh, wrap her wrap her up. Shut um, down. Yeah, we'll just our last segment, Fine. which we always like to to uh, open it up to the audience. Oh, our good man would like to know if we would like a beer. You want at least one, right? I would, yeah, I would love a pair of Dos Equis. Dos Dos Equis, please. Thanks, Jason from uh, 1830. Shout out to Jay, doing a great job tonight. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. He he's uh, chimed up that he would like to tell some of his uh, drunken disorder really? stories. Yeah, nice. So someday we'll get him on. Absolutely. Right. Um, anyone in the audience have anything they would like to pose to myself, Lars, or Bob? Specifically, Bob questions are They're our Bob favorite. questions. But I, I actually mean, have a question. So I'll pose to you. Okay. Yeah. It's sort of a return of force in that one. But I was talking to my brother about this the other day about how. You know, when I tell these stories about Friday night, it was fight night. We got into countless fucking fights on Friday night just going out looking for them. Now that I'm like 37 years old, I haven't been in a fist fight in a really long time. Like, I can't, I can't remember exactly how long. I mean, I've done some grappling and thrown people out of bars and stuff like that, but that's not the same. I haven't, like, gone out and, like, gotten bloody and gotten into a fucking knockdown fist fight. And I think it is literally just because I am older. I am older. One, I feel my wounds now. <laughs> I never, never did back then. Yeah. And two, I don't have the personality of the sort of street fighting drunk that I guess I used to be. No, I'm not drinking malt liquor and cooking sherry either. Yeah, you gotta drink more drunken asshole. Yeah. More drunken asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a mix of malt liquor and cooking sherry. Ooh. It smells like an asshole. It would. Drunken <laughs> asshole. That'd be pretty. Actually, that might actually sell. That's a product. And it's like a butt. Like the label is like a butt, and then like what? Like um, a liquor bottle sticking in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We did it, guys. We did it. Uh, um, congrats to the launch. This is launch day. Feeling good about launch. So, day. what was the question? What was the question? Question, question was: Does anyone else feel that as they got older, their aggressive or at least their narcotic tendencies were curbed somewhat, just sort of almost by natural? Impulse, like not necessarily even trying, just yeah, because you're like, this sucks. It's like I hate being sore, and like nobody wants to get punched or 
be like really you don't no one goes out th- i mean most people don't go out thinking i want to get in a fucking fight That's right like it's like really my th- fuse has gotten longer so i was more quick because like for me to do that would be something illogical especially for me since i don't pose that much of a physical presence threat so to do if i were to do something fighting wise it'd be because i didn't think about it and it was probably stupid and now i just have a longer fuse where i don't snap yeah I'm a Chapman's guy. I look for animals that talk to me that aren't there. You can't snap, especially in public. If somebody gets it on Instagram, you'll lose all that ice cream money. Well, fuck, the tobacco <laughs> guy's still working, so geez. Is he, though? I Who see knows? it. I see it. Right. What the fuck did the Travago guy do? He got a, D- he got a DWI or a DUI. Ooh, drunk driving. He got his own little drunk and disorderly. Yeah. We should get him on the we show. We should get him on. Yo, reach out, mister. Yeah. The guy that looks like Malcolm. Yo, you should actually... Yeah, give it to Malcolm, because Malcolm doesn't get D&Ds. Travago, give it to Malcolm. Travago, give it to Malcolm. All right. Um, so what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> are, you sh- are you sure these aren't uh, medicinal gummies? Um, we got to say goodbye. Uh, hit us up at 39DD Show on Instagram, on Facebook, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Mm. Uh, we're also going to have a new segment where you can actually call in, leave a message, you can leave a question, shout outs, and stuff. That's going to be available soon. So stay tuned for that. Try not to get too philosophical with me here, okay? Because, come on, like, you know, we are drunk idiots here, right? Like, we're not exactly PhDs in anything, so. Parting words? Were those them? I guess that was them. <laughs> Try not to get too fucking philosophical. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Bye. Bye.